Welcome to day two of It Just Is. Life sucks. Now get over it. The most encouraging podcast in the podcasting world. I am your host, Michael Smalley, and I am doing a special introduction for this second episode. And full disclosure, I told you in the first one, I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm doing a special intro because I flat out forgot to do an intro this morning when I originally recorded. Like, I just started. I just started reading stuff from the Rise 12-Step Study to Freedom from Signature Sin. And so I was like, I finished, and then I'm doing the live Q&A, which I never even mentioned anything about the membership stuff. So go to smalleyinstitute.com dot com and check out become a state classy member which is a podcasting member you get to join the community watch the podcast being created live monday through friday and then you get to participate in a live q a with me when i'm done recording so it was actually during the live q a <laughs> as i was meeting with people and talking and answering questions that it dawned on me i didn't actually do any semblance of a introduction. So today's show, again, is the second one in the Rise Step Study that we're going through that I'm launching this new podcast with. We started with the idea of acceptance. Now, today, we're going to talk about it works if you work it. And I like it. It's, a, it's an important topic, but it's something that, well, you're just going to have to hear. So this is my intro to the show. Don't forget, check out the Stay Classy membership for, for those who want to support my ministry and support this podcast and support what I'm doing. And then there's also the VIP where you get all the Stay Classy membership stuff, plus you get a schedule on your own. You get a schedule 30-minute private session with me every single month which I think is actually pretty cool. And you get to schedule that on your own through my online booking scheduling platform. And, okay, this is my last thing, and then we'll get into the show. But at the end, because I also, <laughs> I also didn't do a very good exit to the show or outro. So I'll be recording one of those as well. And, since I'm doing that, since I had to come back and record an intro, and now I'm going to have to, after this thing, record an outro, I thought, you know, one of the things I did, oh, I spent six months abroad living the life of a full-time missionary, and I started off in Lebanon. So I actually lived three months in southern Lebanon, which is a crazy place, obviously, so I think I might have some input I can give just for living there for three months. I mean, it's not a short amount of time. And just the friendships I developed, the ministry that is happening down there. But then I also have a, a really cool audio message because I'm, I'm staying connected with my friends there. And one of them who was the only other American I was aware of in Southern Lebanon. So I'm not claiming that we were the only two Americans, but I didn't meet another one or hear of one. Um, 
but he is still there. He's lived in southern Lebanon for seven years. He's married a uh, Syrian woman, and so they are staying. And at the end of the show today, I just I want to encourage you to hang in there because you'll be able to hear from his own voice. Uh, it's such a testimony of what happens when you surrender everything over to God, but you'll, I think you'll be inspired and encouraged by his calmness and then why he's staying there. So I'm going to include some of his audio message to me at the end of today's episode. It works if you work it. On April 8th, 2022, everything changed. My life had become totally unmanageable. Suffering was the norm, but I finally cared enough to change. Passivity, escaping, shutting down, and addiction plagued my life. These are not complete records of all my faults, but more like a hall of fame of my biggest struggles, what I like to call signature sins. It works if you work it, spoken at the end of many AA meetings around the world. It is a major reason for any success I've experienced in finding freedom from my own signature sins. 12 Steps to Freedom is a resource born from my own desperation and need. The hope is you find freedom from your signature sins and experience the joy, serenity, and contentment in your life and your relationships. You might be feeling the same desperation I experienced. I know this is true, or you would not be reading these words. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. If you want freedom, put in the sweat equity. Deliverance from your most haunting offenses requires work and a total mental, emotional, and spiritual renovation. Liberation from signature sin is a lifetime journey focusing on the present. The past is in the past. It's dead and buried. Nothing can undo what has happened. You can't change the past, nor can you do anything about the future. It's yet to be written. Eckhart Tolle said, Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. In the journey toward freedom, it can be challenging to stay focused on the present moment. However, living in the present is essential to maintaining the energy needed to work through the 12 steps. The 12 steps are a crucial part of this journey. It takes practice to experience their benefits. Along with the 12 steps, having a mentor is also essential. A mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor who can provide wisdom and maturity to guide you through the journey. Additionally, being part of a community is critical. A community provides a sense of fellowship with others who share common attitudes, interests, and goals. Together, these elements can help you achieve the freedom you desire. Simply put, it works when you work the 12 steps, finding and utilizing a mentor, joining a community where you share your own journey and listen 
to others' stories. Keep going, even when you don't see progress. Small habits maintained over a long period can lead to lasting change. Which is a quote from Daryl Dash. A few hours later, I took my leave of Dr. Bob. The wonderful old broad smile was on his face as he said almost jokingly, Remember, Bill, let's not louse this thing up. Keep it simple. I turned away, unable to say a word. That's from page 214 in the big book, or actually, Alcoholics Anonymous Comes of Age. Can it be this simple? What you will see during meetings with your group or mentor is by packaging your life into 24-hour segments and practicing a few of these principles to the best of your ability. While it isn't always easy, if you keep it simple, it works. On tomorrow's show, uh, it is by far one of my favorite readings It's called the How It Works Reminder Reading, and you do not want to miss it because it is a brilliant summary, one that I did not create but did edit to fit what we're doing through this Rise 12 Steps to Freedom from Signature Sin study and in this podcast. But the How It Works Reminder Reading is just a wonderful summation of what it takes to live in freedom and the journey that you need to go and be a part of. So I didn't do a proper closing. I just kind of stopped. And I talked about this in the, in the makeup intro that I had to record. And now I'm making a makeup outro to today's episode. So hopefully I'll get a little bit better at this as I get back into the swing of things into this podcasting world again. But I promised, you know, one of the ways that I want to end shows here, and it again occurred to me during the live Q&A that I did after recording today's main bulk of the content for the podcast show today. And I thought, you know, I need a good, consistent ending to every show. Then it dawned on me, I should do it how I end all of my meetings for the VIP members that I've been doing for years now, and that is by reading sort of a slightly edited version of of the uh, Serenity Prayer, and so I'm going to do that now, and this is one of those things, and it's good, and as we continue going through this rise 12 step freedom study you'll you'll start to appreciate some of the things that we do over and over and over and over and over again and the serenity prayer is one of those things and i i promise when things get really tough it's good to have some of these repetitive deals some of these mantras some of these axioms cuz they will come in handy when you need it most So I will close this episode, and then after the serenity prayer, I'm going to play the clip from my friend who is currently living in southern Lebanon. He's continuing for as long as he can to keep giving me updates 
and I will continue providing you those updates as much as I can. So, will God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not ours, be done. I encourage you to put that prayer to memory because you will need to say this to yourself over and over and over again. So now, here's a special audio note from my friend who is still living in southern Lebanon right now. And I just hope that you're encouraged by it. Just pay attention to the calmness of his voice and the reason why he's staying there. Hey, Michael, so, so appreciate uh, your prayers and and just an army of people <clears throat> praying uh, praying for us and, and just everyone here. We're just uh, kind of experiencing sort of that mob mentality that is just really propping up the agenda of the, of the terrorists. And uh, that's one of the most uh, difficult things, I think, and disappointing things, even among believers. So um, just pray for that. Uh, that that is, That's one big thing that we can also um, really minister to people in this time in their state of fear. And uh, God, we just really give us wisdom in that. And we're just praying for many people to come to know Jesus throughout all of this and to, yeah, to really, uh, for their eyes to be opened, to really see through it all. And uh, pray that uh, Hezbollah does not enter into the war. Because if they do, um, there, there's been shooting back and forth a little bit, but they have not, like, full, full on full scale entered the war. If they do, it would be catastrophic for Lebanon and and for the region. I, I think it would, there would just, you know, I, I can't even imagine what would happen. Syria would become involved, Iran and you know, full-scale Middle East war that would be devastating for everyone. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely praying for that. And it's very tense on the border, um, entire. And so, and, and like I said, many of the Lebanese people have, have gone away, have fled. And so, yeah, thank you so much again. We so, so appreciate it. That was from my friend in southern Lebanon. This was sent to me a few days ago. No, maybe about a week ago. So, as you are probably already aware, Hezbollah has foolishly entered into the war. And what I can say is seeing Hezbollah firsthand, uh, when I moved there in April... Like the day before I got into the apartment, I initially was staying in, in Southern Lebanon. I think they fired something like 33, 34 rockets, literally from below the window of the apartment. There's an empty lot. And then, uh, I, I call it a militant mosque because it was a mosque, but that's where they would take kidnapped people. It's clearly where they stored a lot of ammunition it's obviously the lot in which they fired a whole bunch of rockets into Israel back in April. And unfortunately, those knucklehead, those idiots have entered into the war and they are so outmatched. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost embarrassing. I had, you know, I got to see it firsthand and I, and I, man, the stuff that they think they're great at, coming from my perspective 
was never impressive. I mean, I used to walk. It was about a 45-minute walk from where I lived to the beautiful beach and the Mediterranean Sea. And for the first couple of weeks that I was there, I, I was determined that I was I was not going to be trapped. I was not going to live in fear. And I was going to get out. And I was going to meet people. And I was going to, uh, you know, I was going to just live life. And it, it just is, right? And every time I'd walk to the beach, there'd be this structure on the left-hand side of the road, kind of close to the beach area. And I kid you not, for several weeks, as I walked by this thing, I'd look at it, and I finally asked somebody, I'm like, what, is that like a paint gun place? Because it, it truly looked like a place that you would pay money to go have a paint gun battle with your friends. And, and of course, my Lebanese and Syrian and, and uh, my friends just looked at me like, dude, you should not be walking by there. You should not be looking at it. And no, it's not a paint gun place. It was one of the Hezbollah. I don't know what they, I mean, I have fort. I don't know how you would, I mean, it was such a joke. I mean, just the, even the, the things that they built out of wood, it just, I mean, I guess it was a stronghold, but there, I'm brokenhearted for what's happening, especially after living there for three months recently. And yet, as you could hear in my friend's voice, just inspired by his bravery. I mean, the Lord called me out of there in late July, early August, because it was so blatantly obvious what was going to happen. I mean, being there, you knew that war is coming. It's going to happen. Of course, you, you can't know. You can feel strongly about it. But then just as I kept praying and going, Lord, what's your will? The Lord just kept going, and I want you out of there. I just, that's not where he had me. And I am eternally thankful that I listened to the Lord, because I don't always do that. But I was able to get out before all of this chaos. I mean, it was hectic when I was there. I mean, hectic. Every single day you were hearing something, AK-47s or artillery and mortar and different stuff. And we got pretty good at distinguishing between what was a firework for a for a big wedding or what was people shooting at each other. And I'm obviously thankful that the Lord got me out of there when he did. But I'm also thankful that my friend is is feels called to be there. And I eventually moved into an apartment right above his. So I became even more close with him and his his precious Kurdish wife. Uh, she's from Syria, I believe, but she's Kurdish by nationality. And they have such an amazing ministry there. And I'll definitely include links on how you can support them. And if you want, you can email me or you can submit from any form on my website at smallinstitute.com any prayer that you want me to pass on to him, or if the Lord gives you a word for him, please send it my way. Go to smalleyinstitute.com and, and just give him and the whole team there in Southern Lebanon uh, encouragement. And I'll continue to give you updates from him as I can.
So thanks for listening today. Have a wonderful Tuesday.